0: Here's your conservative,
1: but not bitter host, Todd Hoff. Joe Biden, all poised and ready to give the State of the Union address tomorrow night to a basically empty chamber because of COVID restrictions and regulations and so forth. I'm still wondering if more people will be present in the building A little more than 200 people in the chamber Then we will actually be watching on television. I want to know what the over-under is on the number of watchers or viewers, I should say, of this State of the Union address, as they're calling it. This is going to be like one of Biden's pep rallies with people sitting in their cars. Can't wait to see what this is all about. Anyway, that is tomorrow night. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, so long as they, of course, allow us to be there. Todd Huff Show is the handle on all of those platforms. So we have lots to discuss today, lots to discuss today. In fact, there's something that I have, uh, I guess, held on to that I've held on to this this I guess fight that happened a couple well a week or eh, about two weeks ago in the um in the House of Representatives Dr. Fauci Jim Jordan talking about some things that I think we might be able to get to today. We've got some um, ridiculous comments as usual by a lot of folks out there. We got Kamala Harris who's still not visited the border. Kamala Harris is still not Visited the border, even though she's over. She's the head of the border czar She's not even herself. The borders are. She's a, the head of the borders are. Whatever that's supposed to mean. That's the border emperor. Is she the border emperor. I don't know empress. I guess. They're down there. Did you see they're giving away um, the children that attend or that that are uh, that are in these facilities? They're actually getting a copy of Kamala's book. Yeah, Oz is looking at me like this is made. It's a true. They're getting a copy of Kamala's book when they come in. And the White House was asked about this yesterday by uh, Peter Ducey. The White House had no idea. Well, of course, they act like they have no idea. But this reminds me. Remember when Hillary wrote her stupid little book and she was fronted millions of dollars by Simon & Schuster? She couldn't sell these. So she started sending them, I believe, to members of Congress for free. Under the guise that she was, you know, trying to educate <laughs> educate them. Educate them on the veracity of her positions and who she is or whatever else, other well, sort of nonsense we're subjected to. But that was the guise. That was the game. That's what we're told. It's because she had too many books. She had to get rid of these things. She had to get them into circulation. Simon and Schuster needed these things out there. I don't know that they ever made their money back from Hillary. Now we got Kamala effectively doing the same thing. Effectively doing the same thing. Listen to this exchange. Peter Ducey and uh, Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki, of course, the most intelligent, brilliant, articulate of all press secretaries ever because she's, of course – A liberal democrat and she's given all sorts of all sorts of leeway and uh, excuses for some of her silly responses but let's listen to this exchange yesterday peter Ducey and jen saki last couple days in the new york post that every migrant child being brought to a shelter is being given a copy of her children's book superheroes are everywhere do you know why that is and if she is making any money off of that (laughs) Of the president of the, the vice pres- president's book, yeah. I'd have to check with our uh, health and human services team if uh, you're talking about if they go to shelters or if they go to yeah. In the welcome kit, apparently, there's a copy of her 2019 children's book. Superheroes Are- I'd have to certainly check on that. Here, it's a good book. And then, and then we've got one. She hears it's a good book out there. If, remember when Trump's uh, when if Trump would have done something like this, my goodness, we would have heard, we would have heard how this is a violation of the constitution how trump is using political office to personally enrich himself do we believe do we believe that she's giving these books away for free so that the children can read that superheroes are everywhere Jinsaki didn't say she was going to circle back on this didn't say for certain that she was going to circle back on this i'm sure we can all hold our collective breath on this but this is or this was this was the sort of thing they won just about with Trump. Hey, the guys here in political office to just personally enrich himself and his family. Now they're in the welcome kits. They're in the welcome kits when, you know, someone is detained uh, entering this entering this great, uh, great nation. Something else I want to start off here. I want to um, share this soundbite as well, because if I. Once I get into Fauci and Jordan, which I plan to start next segment, um, I th- that, that's going to take a big chunk of time, and I, don't wanna, I, I do want to share this. This is a former U.S. women's soccer player by the name of, uh, her last name's Lindsay, what is the, Lori Lindsay, Lori Lindsay on, I believe she's on CBS News. She's being asked about, you know. So you have these. You have these states. States are fighting back against um, some of these things that are happening in transgender sports. So some states have said, "Look, if you are a biological male, you cannot have uh, your. You cannot become a transgender female and compete in female sports in our state." that's not that's not how this works that's not how we want this to to function in our state if you're a biological male you can compete at you know in in biological male sports. We have a whole you know we've started female sports to help uh, you know give women girls the opportunity to, to compete against those who um, are genetically like them and so you can't, you can't do that you have some states that allow it in fact I'm reminded of I think it was Connecticut a couple of years ago transgendered uh, sports the final for I believe the 100 meter uh, dash in their state first and second place went to transgender female students I believe i'm saying that correctly so that is how this is that's this you know debate should women be allowed and should biological males who have gender reassignment surgeries be allowed to compete in female sports that's basically what um this this debate and argument of course is about and so you have Again, some pretty strong opinions on on both on on both sides of this, and so this former soccer player is being asked about this. she's apparently too i didn't look i don't know who she is this is not, not intended to be disrespectful. I just don't know this isn't the world in which I find myself spending much time, but she is um yeah i don't I don't know about the broadcasting she does is my point former soccer player whatever. But she is talking about this, and listen to how she frames this. Listen to how she talks about this issue of transgender sports. Not only does she, I mean, just her position and, and logic here, but what she brings into this. She actually even blames white supremacy for this. So here we go. Listen listen to her response on this. Bear with me here. This uh, transbender transgender sports bill in her state unnecessary and discriminatory. Supporters, though, insist that it's protecting women's sports or girls' uh, sports. What do you see as the core motivation really behind these laws?
2: Well, in general, I think there's just a tremendous amount of misinformation about trans youth in general. And then to your point, Lana, the fact that um, you know, these bills do uphold white supremacy under the guise of protecting women's sport when we actually know that women's sport protection of it would be to more have more funding, have more women in leadership positions, uh, equal pay. So reality, though, is that these trans youth just want to participate with their friends and play sport just like everyone
1: else. White supremacy. I think she's getting her talking points mixed up. What what? In her answer there, even remotely deals with the issue, the supposed issue of white supremacy. People act as though this is a mainstream way of thinking. People act as though this is a uh, a, a central part of the conservative movement. I know not a single white supremacist. My guess is that you do not either and the to the extent that these folks exist, they exist on the fringe in the periphery, and they're not uh relevant in today's political debate white supremacists no one respects white supremacy no one um is it's it's not part of the public. Discourse. The only way it's part of the discourse is because the one side is accusing everyone else of being a white supremacist, thereby actually giving more credence to the racial um, undertones, not an uh, overtones of, of the white supremacist movement. Right? It's it's actually giving a louder voice, a bigger platform, a stronger megaphone to these individuals. It's making them more relevant by constantly pointing out or illustrating or highlighting their positions beliefs sometimes even of course oftentimes they name organizations that are not white supremacists as examples of white supremacist organizations but there are some white supremacist organizations that they end up giving a platform to because they draw more attention to them it's like free publicity or free pr the problem is this is not this is not an attractive ideology this is not Based, they're rooted, founded upon solid moral, uh, ethical, good positions. This is a broken and an unholy ideology that they're bringing attention to. And what this has to do with transgender sports has, I have no idea. And neither does she, but she's just going to say it. This is kind of one of the tactics of radical liberals when you don't know what to say to start saying a series of a series of the talking points right white supremacists uh you know war on climate war on women um you know just a history of gop mistreatment of some group of people homophobia all these things accuse people of something being a racist homophobe sexist bigot whatever And that's what they go to, but in, in the real world, in the real world, and in reality, this has nothing to do with white supremacy. Yet the journalist is just letting her say this. She doesn't say, how does white, how does this, how is this a guise for white supremacy? How does telling a student who is a biological male that no matter what you do, you cannot compete in a sport that is designed for biological females. Would you please tell me the pro-science answer to that? Could we get Dr. Fauci out here to answer that? Or is he too busy telling us how many masks and pairs of goggles we should wear? Whether or not we can see our families by the 4th of July? Anyway, so craziness abounds. I want to pause and take a break, come back and talk about and I alluded to Dr. Fauci there. I want to talk about Dr. Fauci. I want to talk about his debate with Jim Jordan. This is something I saw the day after it was this this conflict erupted between the two of these uh, individuals in the House Chamber when Dr. Fauci was there to provide testimony. And but it's you know we've had so much so many things going on. I've just kind of tucked it away and and waited for a time when I thought that we could spend. Uh, enough time towards this debate this this argument between public health and liberty public health and liberty i want you to listen to dr fauci's comments i want you to listen to the questions being asked by jim jordan the passion in his voice and i want you to listen to dr fauci both evade the question and not even really seem to comprehend Comprehend that there has been, there has been an assault on, or if you want to make it a little bit more, I don't know, appetizing to those who may not see it as a an assault on liberty. At least people's liberties are being uh, people are being asked to give up their their liberties in exchange for some sort of public health benefit. I guess is how the left would would look at it, but they seem to act like there's not even been any request for liberties to be given up. So that's what I want to get to next segment, Dr. Fauci versus Jim Jordan. But a timeout is between here and there. So sit tight. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. back my friends by the way this program brought to you in part by kilodent removal kilodent removal they actually helped me remove a dent from my vehicle back in the fall did a fantastic job lots of satisfied customers folks that are happy with the pricing the quality of work kilodent removal 317 480 three three or visit them online killadentremoval dot com. That's killadentremoval.com. 317-480-9433 serving Indianapolis and the surrounding areas. Now let's get to let's kind of set up this I guess discussion that's happened a couple of weeks ago. But that is still, of course, relevant today. It's relevant today because, um, I mean, we had UFC 261 over the weekend. Don't know if I've gotten a UFC. I'm sure I've got some UFC fans in this uh, in this listening audience. Um, I'm a UFC fan. I did not get I did not get this uh, the fight, but I did see that Usman knocked out Jorge Mazdaval in the second round a really good fight but this was the first time fans were allowed at a UFC event in gee whiz a year or so a little bit better than a year and Dana White who by the way Dana White I you know people are saying if Trump doesn't run for president that um Ron DeSantis will run for president. I tell you, I wouldn't mind seeing Dana White throw his hat in the mix for uh, some political office. I could, I could find myself getting, uh, you know, not knowing all the details and all of his positions, but just the fight in this guy and his willingness to stand up to lunacy that is, you know, a part of what we are exposed to in the media and the radical left on a day in day out basis. But he is definitely – he has the fight and fire. But this – there was articles written about the irresponsibility of UFC. They had 15,000 fans, and basically some so-called journalist wrote a piece. Actually, I guess it would have been an opinion piece, so that's okay. But there was an opinion piece written talking about um, just how people are willing to sacrifice their lives to watch a sporting event some people calling this I don't know if anyone's called it murder outright i don't think that's what the article said but um if someone contracts covid from this event then obviously dana white should be held responsible Is kind of the the thinking and ufc is dangerous and what are they doing they're going to kill us all sort of thing so anyway that's kind of you know it, it never goes away and it never is going to go away folks that's that's the thing it's vaccines and you still socially distance and wear masks, um, you still have to get these now these boosters. We're learning a lot about the vaccines on the fly here. Apparently, there's all sorts of questions and uncertainty and just just a mess. I mean, look, at our government in its response caused legitimate issues and problems with our economy and with our liberties in this search for safety I guess from from covid now you heard me say from the beginning there is of course there are circumstances whereby governments can take action but it has to be it has to be defined it has to be specific and it can't be for some indefinite period of time remember this thing started out i know it's hard to believe now but this thing started out as 15 days to stop the spread and now we are 13 months in we're all many, almost as many months in to this as we were told we were going to be days in to this how did we get here and not only that most importantly i understand different perspectives on some of this stuff i do understand different perspectives but i don't understand i don't understand how anyone who has a legitimate uh what i want to say just a fair bone in their body. Someone who's who's coming at this objectively, as Doctor Fauci tells us, he's coming in the name of science. <clears throat> if you want to believe that, coming at this in the name of science, and to not even recognize the reckless dis- disregard, and they don't have to frame it like that, but just the 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 fact that people's liberties have been have been affected by this so there was a you know congress brings in fauci on april 15th a couple of weeks ago and he has this exchange with jim jordan and i know many of you may have heard this some may not have some may have forgotten this but just i want to give you a flavor of this i'm gonna have to stop this and take a break and then we'll resume after the break but just listen to this exchange between jim jordan dr fauci talking about masks liberty where this whole thing ends and just listen to Dr. Fauci. He acts as though he has no idea how this has anything to do whatsoever with liberty.
0: When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high thing. What is
2: low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, uh, we, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans
0: get my, their freedoms? My better? message uh, Congressman Jordan is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when, and I believe when that happens, you will see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are we just
2: going to continue this forever, or when does when does no. when do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective? Uh, outcome do we have to reach before before americans get their liberty and freedoms back
0: you know i you're indicating liberty and freedom i look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital you don't think americans liberties have been threatened the last year dr fauci they've been assaulted their liberties have i don't look at this as a liberty thing congressman jordan well that's obvious as a public health thing Tell me specific right now, right reached. now, we have about 60,000 infections a day, which is a very large risk for a surge. We're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans. I, I, and I That's get that, what we're talking I, about.
2: And I, and I don't disagree with that. And I, and I understand how serious that is. But I also understand it's pretty serious when businesses have been shut down. People can't go to church. People can't assemble in their own homes with their friends, with their families. People can't go to a loved one's funeral. People can't get to their government, petition their representative to redress their grievances. Right. I also understand the First Amendment is pretty darn important. And it's been a year. And I want to know when right. Americans will get those First Amendment liberties right. back.
1: Okay, so I'm going to stop there. But you get the idea. Fauci, says, I don't see this as a liberty thing. This is a public health thing. Okay. But you you're also you're also asking people or in some cases even forcing people to give up their liberties. That's what you're asking. There there is no debate on this. There is no the scientific approach to this if we want to take this angle is that you are asking people to either by force or by their choice to cooperate with the government to give up their liberties in exchange for public health. Now maybe, maybe for some defined period of time or again some specific call to action that we can all wrap our heads around, people would be willing to do that. But instead, now we're 13 months into this, there's no end in sight, you're not giving specific answers. Did you notice he's still – the, the scientist here, right? The, the guy that's following the science. Give us a specific number, Dr. Fauci. You're telling us that we're getting 60,000 infections a day. This, again, was as, a, was a, uh, as of April 15th. 60,000 a day. Okay, what does that number have to be before we can begin to talk about returning American liberties? What in the world? Answer the question. Why can't you answer it? Lower. It, was, it needs to be lower. Where it's not a risk. Did you hear that? Where it doesn't pose a risk. And so is the risk zero? Are we on a track to where until the risk is literally zero percent? If that's ever even humanly possible, zero percent? Folks, there's a bigger than zero percent chance that you're going to get hit by an asteroid today. I don't think we go around fearing about this stuff. But there's a there's a less there's a more than 0% chance that you're going to get struck three times by lightning today. It's just what is this guy talking about? And the idea that he doesn't even acknowledge this is dangerous. For someone in a government role, it is beyond dangerous to not even seem to have any sort of understanding, concern, interest in the idea that american liberties are being infringed upon or at least being you know people are being asked to suspend those in the the greater good i guess you would say they would say for the overall protection of public health quick timeouts in order we'll come back to this after the break sit tight back here in just a minute Welcome back. So today we've, again, we don't do themes on here, but as I was preparing, I was looking at, you know, just this, this uh, I guess, assault or this, uh, just this, this battle over American culture, some American principles and, and ideals, like this Fauci versus Jim Jordan fight. This is truly a fight between public health and and liberty and to act as though there's no conflict is beyond putting one's head in the sand it is remarkable how someone of doctor Fauci's intellect experience role in government think about this he's a bureaucrat he's he's the top bureaucrat in many you know in many ways as at least as it pertains to public health and COVID specifically, infectious disease. He's at the top of the whole bureaucratic system and he has no idea, no idea, or at least he won't acknowledge that there's any, you know, uh, battle or tension between the, the idea of liberty and what they're asking us to do for public health. He's not even acknowledging that such a tension Exists, our founders talked about this when they talked about they talked about this. Uh, the individuals who desire safety who are willing to give up their freedom deserve neither. And I'm not saying that there's not things that we can and should do or have done during COVID individually, but the idea that government can save us, the the idea that we never would have had a single COVID infection is just remarkably naive in my mind. The idea that the federal government can get itself together to stop a microscopic virus from infecting people is just beyond insane to me. Yeah, could we have done uh, better protected ourselves? Possibly. I don't know. I I just I don't know the answer to that but I do know that we never would have had zero. I do know that nothing President Trump could have done would have stopped a single American from from dying from this from this virus. And that's terrible I know to say. I but it's not in another sense because the realities are what the realities are. And now they're acting as though until there's no risk, Fauci says. Until there's no risk, we're going to continue to talk about these, uh, you know, the, the mitigating steps that you should take and how you should live your life. And Fauci doesn't see the concern and not being able to, for example, go to church to sing hymns in the state of California. Excuse me, the People's Republic of California. By the way, did you see that Governor Gavin Newsom? The uh, there are enough signatures now to qualify for his um, recall election to be put on the ballot in the state or the People's Republic of California. That is now apparently headed that direction. They've, gotten, they've, they've crossed the thresholds, and now he's going to be facing, it looks as though, a, a recall vote, Governor Gavin Newsom. But this idea that Governor Newsom, right, they were, they were saying you couldn't sing in church. Can't go to church, you can go to Walmart, you can go to Home Depot, you can go to Lowe's, put your mask on, you'll be safe. Put two masks on, Fauci says. At first he says there's no evidence, Now he's, then he says yes, it probably makes common sense, and he's all over the place on this. Put your goggles on, he said that at one point too, after saying don't wear a mask at all, it's largely symbolic. After, of course, going to a Washington Nationals baseball game, not having his mask on, as he you know, m- mocks and ridicules and shames those who don't wear a mask. Vaccine, vaccine is going to get rid of this thing, they say. Then they say you still got to do social distancing, and you know then they begin to tell you silly things like yes you can you can meet with other people in your home if they're in your family, extended family, let's say you're a you're a parent who has adult children, you could have that one of those children and his or her family over, but just one at a time, got to be safe there, you can't have both no, 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 you'll be as bad as Dana white and u f c if you do that. Don't be spreading. Having these super spreader events, you can have one child in your home, probably set the timer, Fauci will tell you how long. It's starting to sound like Hugo Chavez. Hugo Chavez, the former dictator of the nation of Venezuela, used to literally, I kid you not, get on television and tell people how long they could take showers. If I'm not mistaken, the number was three minutes. See, this is what happens in socialist empires. Socialism takes away resources because it takes away the desire or the interest or the – I don't know, the motivation to produce more as capitalism and free markets do because there's no – you you get the same if you do nothing versus if you work your tail end off. And so they have shortages of everything. This is a documented fact, and the scientists among us would know this if they studied these – uh, these worldviews and these ideologies appropriately. And so this is what we get. We get shortages. And then you get the president of Venezuela, who I guarantee you is not taking three-minute showers. I guarantee you the dude was not taking three-minute showers. He was living in some, in some palace, being pampered, and the rules didn't apply. This is how it works every single time. Every single time. You almost think he's getting his books delivered as part of a welcome package to unaccompanied minors along the border of the United States. Special circumstances, special privileges, special rules, but the rest of us dunces and dolts have to follow these maniacal rules given to us, dictated to us by the ruling class. All the while, they think know nothing about the freedoms and choices they're asking us to give up. What do you mean? In the case of Hugo Chavez, I'm not asking people to give up liberties. I'm just trying to get them to save their water. And now you're dictating how long they can shower. Dr. Fauci says, we're not asking anyone to give up their liberties. This is about public health. They can't see their family. They can't go to a funeral. They can't run their business. They can't go to church. They can't sing at church. He doesn't see how that's an infringement upon liberty. This is a dangerous thing, my friends. This is a dangerous thing, and this is why we have to win this cultural and ideological battle because this is the direction some of these folks are prepared to take us, and I'm going to take a time out. You're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. program brought to you in part by our friends at Wallaces wallace construction wallace construction family owned with over 45 years of experience with asphalt paving seal coating and patching if you have an upcoming project in your well neighborhood homeowners association maybe the uh, neighborhood streets or your driveway, your business parking lot, whatever the case may be, consider our friends at Wallace Construction. For more information, you can visit them online, com. That's Wallace Construction Inc. That's inc.com, 317-422-5356. I want to touch briefly on an issue called apportionment. You may have recalled taking the census here, what a year or so ago, and that is every 10 years, according to the Constitution, there's a count of the people of this great nation, and based upon those counts, well, today, lots of things are divvied up, how much federal money you get and all this kind of nonsense, but back in the day, it was used to basically—it still is, but it was used in, uh, primarily to assign a number of representatives— and with things like electoral votes are tallied from this. And so the counts are in, and they've reapportioned what the Congress and, by extension, what the electoral vote counts will be for each state over the next 10 years, over the, uh, until the next census is taken in 2030. We have states that have lost seats in Congress. Those states include a lot of liberal states. California, Illinois, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, West Virginia, and Ohio. Some states gained a seat, Oregon, Montana, Colorado, Florida, and North Carolina. Texas gained two seats. And so the number of electoral votes that a state has includes the number of – Indiana, by the way, stayed the same. But the number of electoral votes a state has is the number of representatives it has in Congress – plus it's two senators. Indiana still has 11 electoral votes. Texas, for example, went from, I believe they had 38 electoral votes. Now they're going to be at 40 for the next presidential election in 2024. So apportionment just means the counts are in, they've done the math, and they've reassigned or broken down how many representatives are in each state. And now that has been done, and it looks like not good for Democrats here for the this will affect the midterm elections, too, by the way, potentially. Now we got the whole redrawing of districts and so, so forth, which will be a whole nother battle along the way. But I don't take a break. Sit tight back here in just a minute. one more thing here quickly about apportionment I'm reading here in an article at Axios one of the bullet points here says a census official said if New York had counted 89 additional people the state would not have lost a congressional seat look and I get it people you just think about that 89 people 89 people assuming who knows the situation But if 89 more people had completed the census report, potentially, I'm not saying that the the counts are wrong. I'm just saying 89 people aren't that many. That meant that had an outcome on the number of congressmen the state had. just makes me realize how important each and every one of us are, our votes, and that we do what we need to do. And, folks, i got to go. Time to wrap up. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.